Welcome to the Flint Citadel's podcast of our Sunday morning worship service, a weekly production of the Salvation Army Flint Citadel Corps. Sunday school class, we talked about a lot of famous people named Bart. <laughs> now, if I went around the room and asked you guys who, uh, if, if, I could, if you could name me a famous Bart, some of you would say Bart Masterson. Some of you might say Bart Starr. Some of you might say Bart Simpson. Don't have a cowman, don't have a cowman, don't have a cowman, have a piece of fish. <laughs> yeah, I was getting that nod from the back crowd here. But there was a famous Bart who was blind, and he sat in front of the city, in the, at the walls of Jericho, a very busy city. Now, Jericho was only about 15 miles from Jerusalem, and the main road ran right through Jericho, and Jesus was on his way to the Passover. Now, when a distinguished rabbi or teacher was on this kind of a journey, it was very customary that he would be surrounded by a crowd of people who were listening to what he had to say, and, and he would be teaching them as he walked. It was a very common way of, of doing this kind of teaching. And at the northern gate, there sat uh, a beggar type, Bartimaeus, and he was blind. But he heard this crowd of feet, and he he could tell something was going on, so he was asking. And when he found out that it was Jesus, right then and there, he sat up, 
and he started to make a commotion like you have never heard before. His commotion was loud and a little bit obnoxious, I'm sure. But as he made this commotion, many of the people who were trying to listen to what Jesus had to say were telling him to, frankly, pipe down. We're trying to listen here. But he would have none of that. He was very, very diligent about trying to make his voice heard. They tried to silence him, but no one was going to take his chance to escape from this world of darkness of his blindness. And he cried with such violence and importunity that the procession had to stop. And he was then brought to Jesus. This morning, it's my prayer that we learn to be as persistent as Bartimaeus in seeking the Lord. Pray with me, won't you? Father God, thank you for the opportunity to come before you in prayer, the opportunity to gather as friends and followers of you. Keep us persistent in our goals, Lord, that we might find a way to worship you in everything that we say, every single thing that we do, whether it's at work, uh, here at the core, here at uh, social service, whether it's just driving the car and somebody cuts you off in traffic. Lord, help us to be a witness for you in all things that we say and do. And as we do these things, Lord, help others to question and raise uh, your name from us. And as we're given opportunities to witness for you, Lord, help us to be strong witnesses, ones that can be uh, a voice for you when they might not otherwise hear it at all, ever. Now as we worship together this morning, Lord, keep us strong and, and in one voice as we are of a like mind. For it's in your name that we ask. Amen. Good morning. The story of blind Bartimaeus is a most illuminating one. In it, we can see many of the things which we might call the conditions of a miracle. of Bartimaeus. Nothing would stop his clamor to come face to face with Jesus. He was utterly determined to meet the one person whom he longed to confront with his trouble. In the mind of Bartimaeus, there was not just a nebulous, wistful, sentimental wish to see Jesus. It was a desperate desire. And it is that desperate desire that gets things done. We do not act on it at that moment, and the chance is gone. 
perhaps never to come back. What The blind man said, Rabbi, I want to see. He knew precisely what he wanted, his sight. Too often, our admiration for Jesus is a vague attraction. When we go to the doctor, we want him to deal with some definite situation. When we go to the dentist, we do not ask him to extract any tooth, but the one that is diseased. It should be so with us and Jesus. And that involves the one thing that so few people wish to face, self-examination. When we go to Jesus, if we are as desperately definite as Bartimaeus, things will happen. Go, said Jesus, your faith has healed Bartimaeus had a quite inadequate conception of Jesus, but in spite of that, Bartimaeus had faith, and faith made up a hundredfold for the inadequacy of his theology. The demand is not that we should fully understand Jesus. That, in any event, we can never do. The demand is for faith. Christianity begins with a personal reaction to Jesus a reaction of love, feeling that there is one person who can meet our need. Even if we are never able to think things out theologically, the, that response of the human heart is enough. In the end, there is a precious touch. Bartimaeus may have been a beggar by the wayside, but he was a man of gratitude. Having received his sight, he followed Jesus. He did not selfishly go on his way when his need was met. He began with need, went on with gratitude, and finished with loyalty. And that is a perfect summary of the stages of discipleship. And before Captain comes again this week to offer a pastoral prayer, uh, we're going to do two songs, as you see in the bulletin, There is None Like You and Open My Eyes. And if you don't recognize this, you're not alone, so hang in there. But uh, words will be on the screen, and as we play the intro, you'll, you'll hear how the melody goes. So it's not a hard one to pick up, I think. Like 
Pittsburgh. Back at search for all eternity long and find there is none like you. Now we're going to do Open My Eyes, Lord, I Want to See Jesus. such joy to our hearts to just see what you've done in Jerry's life, in Jim's life, in their families, 
just reminds us, Lord, of your goodness, of your watch care over us. And Lord, I thank you that on this day that we think of blind Bartimaeus and his um, miraculous healing, that Lord, we, we have healings of our own to give praise to you for. Lord, I pray that the, um, the power of prayer, the power of your spirit might not be lost upon us this morning. And I ask, Lord, that as we go through this service, as we consider what the scriptures have to say to us, as we lift up songs and praise to you, that your Holy Spirit would speak to our own hearts about our own need. What is it that we need to ask you for this morning? And Lord, then might we in faith simply believe because we come to a God who loves to bless his children. So God, continue to bless us and receive our worship, for we pray it in the mighty name of Jesus.
songsters will be uh, sharing ministry down at uh, Dearborn Heights this evening for their six o'clock holiness meeting. Be wonderful if uh, you folks, any of you folks can come down.
for that, 6 o'clock at the Dearborn Heights Corps. The blind man sat in the early morning sun by the roadside just outside Jericho. It was the same place that he sat most days begging alms from those who were traveling to Jerusalem. He had found it was a, a pretty good location because people were more likely to give when they were on their way to the temple in Jerusalem. It certainly wasn't what you'd call a glamorous life, but at least he was able to beg enough to feed himself. Besides, it wasn't his choice to be blind, so he had to make the best of it. Most people uh, just ignored him, assuming that uh, God was punishing him for some sin or perhaps his parents' sin, and as a result, he had been born blind. Sometimes Bartimaeus himself wondered if maybe they were right. Maybe he was cursed of God. As he considered this for the hundredth time, he remembered the events of yesterday. Jesus of Nazareth, a prophet from Galilee, had come to town. And Bartimaeus had heard talk of this Jesus before, but he had never met him. He especially remembered the talk of his miracles. It is said that he had healed the lame and the sick. He had even heard that he had once healed a blind man. Now that was interesting. But of course, Bartimaeus was skeptical. He had had his share of false hopes in life. But the more he heard about this Jesus, the more intrigued he became with this man. It is said that he even claimed to be the Messiah. So when Jesus came to town, Bartimaeus did his best to find out where he would be so he could listen to him. And it wasn't long before he heard that Jesus was coming into the market area. So Bartimaeus got up quickly and began to feel his way toward the market, bumping into people and things as he stumbled forward. As Bartimaeus pushed through the crowd, he heard people excitedly say that Jesus was about to pass by. But as he did, Jesus stopped and he spoke to a man named Zacchaeus. Now Bartimaeus knew that name very well. Everybody knew Zacchaeus. He was the wealthy chief tax collector and he was despised by everyone including Bartimaeus. But to his amazement, this Jesus spoke to this Bartimaeus and invited himself over to his house. Well, you can imagine Bartimaeus' reaction. Over to a house of a sinner like Zacchaeus. Well, that settled things in his mind. This Jesus couldn't be the Messiah, not if he was going to go spend time with someone like Zacchaeus. But then Zacchaeus said something that stunned everyone. He said that he would give half of his possessions to the poor, and if he had cheated anyone, he would pay them back four times what he had cheated them out of. Now, this was amazing. 
Zacchaeus giving money back was beyond belief and the crowd was buzzing with conversation about what was taking place when Jesus gave another shocker. He said to Zacchaeus and to the crowd, Today salvation has come to this house. For, because this man too is a son of Abraham. For the Son of Man came to seek and to save what was lost. This was amazing news. God was seeking us. God cared. Bartimaeus couldn't believe what he was hearing that day. If God could forgive a sinner like Zacchaeus, then maybe there was hope for a blind man. Even a blind man cursed of God. Yes, he thought God certainly was with this Jesus of Nazareth. If only he could have a chance to meet him like Zacchaeus had. Perhaps this Jesus could heal him too. The clink of a coin in his bowl suddenly brought Bartimaeus back to himself. As he began to ask passers-by for alms, he heard a loud commotion. What's going on? he inquired. Why is everyone so noisy? Someone in the crowd shouted, It's Jesus of Nazareth. He is coming this way. As the sound grew louder and closer, something began to stir in Bartimaeus' soul. He felt a tingle, a sense of excitement, a feeling of hope, a feeling he had never had before. In an instant, Bartimaeus knew what he had to do. He knew that this Jesus was his only hope. So he called out, Jesus, Son of David, have mercy on me. And then he called out even louder, Son of David, have mercy on me. Someone nearby told him to be quiet, but there was no stopping him now. And he shouted even louder, Jesus, Son of David, have mercy on me. Just then someone kicked him and everyone told him to be quiet. And then, just like the day before, when Jesus came up to Zacchaeus in the tree, Jesus stopped. And he said to his disciples, tell the blind man to come here. Someone in the crowd around him said, take courage, get up, he's calling you. But Bartimaeus was already getting up. He was blind, but he could hear. Bartimaeus' heart pounded as he threw aside his most valued possession, his cloak, not worrying about what obstacles were in his way. And he jumped to his feet and, and hurried forward until someone grabbed him and, and stopped him. And everyone grew silent. Then Jesus spoke. His voice was tender and compassionate. No one had ever spoken to him like that before. People usually ignored him. Sometimes they insulted or cursed him. Sometimes they pitied him. But no one ever addressed him with the respect and sincerity that he heard in Jesus' voice. What do you want me to do for you? Jesus asked. Without hesitation, Bartimaeus said, Rabbi, I want to see. Bartimaeus couldn't believe what he was saying. He had never dared to hope to see. But something inside him 
convinced him that this man was special, that he could actually do it. It didn't matter what the crowd said. Their taunts didn't affect him in the least. All he knew was that this Jesus had asked him what he wanted and he was going to tell him and had told him. Go, Jesus simply said. Your faith has healed you. Immediately, Bartimaeus felt power surge through his body and light filled his brain. He blinked and covered his eyes and then pulled his hands away and for the first time in his life, the world came into focus. He looked at Jesus and Jesus smiled at him, turned and began to walk down the road. There was no time to think, so Bartimaeus simply followed him. And as he did, the crowd realized that he could see. And they began to shout praises to God. It's a miracle, they shouted. He's been healed. Praise the Lord. Well, Bartimaeus didn't know where this Jesus was going. But he knew that wherever Jesus went, that's where he was going to follow. So ends the story of Bartimaeus. I wish I could tell you more. I wish I could tell you the rest of the story. But we don't know what happened to Bartimaeus after this. All we know is that he had faith in Christ. Christ healed him and he followed. And so it was that a blind man saw what a whole generation of sighted people had missed. He saw that Jesus truly was the Messiah that this Jesus had the power to change his life, that he was no respecter of persons, but that he loved those that others often overlooked. And he knew that wherever Jesus went, he wanted to follow. Jesus asked Bartimaeus a very simple question. What do you want me to do for you? Can you imagine God asking you that? Well, this morning, this fourth Sunday in Lent, that's what God is doing. I ask you, what do you want the Lord to do for you? But before you answer that question, answer this one. Do you see what the blind man saw? Bartimaeus saw Jesus as the answer to his need. And his faith was triumphant even over his blindness. Now this morning, none of us are as blind as poor Bartimaeus. But we each have needs, don't we? We each face obstacles in life. We each have challenges that sometimes seem to bar our way. Have you experienced the power of God in meeting those needs? Have you experienced that? Are you willing to cast aside your most valued things in order to come face to face with Jesus? Are you willing to pay that price? Are you ready to hazard any obstacles that stand between you 
and Jesus, whether you can see them or not, whether you're going to trip over them, are you willing to step out blindly and boldly and simply trust him to catch you? This morning, Jesus asks, what do you want me to do for you? And I wonder this morning, what's your answer? You know, what Jesus can do in your life is really only limited by your faith. What's your need this morning? Let's be honest. We all have needs. I have needs. You have needs. It's no shame to have a need, is it? It's called being human. But it is a shame to let things stand between you and the answer to that need. Jesus is the answer. So I invite you to come to Jesus with your need right now, this morning. Whatever it might be, it doesn't matter. Don't let the fear of what other people think hinder you. Don't let the ridicule of those around you, those who perhaps have given up on you, discourage you. Don't let the things that stand between you and Jesus cause you to become tentative. Well, maybe I shouldn't. Maybe that would be foolish. That's awful rash. My problems are too big. I've made such a mess of things, I can't expect Jesus to help me. Here's my advice. Just get up and run to him. He'll catch you. He'll catch you. He promises. So I wonder this morning, who will be the first to bring their need to Jesus? When shall I come unto the healing waters? Lifting my heart, I cry to thee my prayer. Spirit of peace, my comforter and healer, in whom my springs are found, let my soul meet thee there. From a hill I know, healing waters flow, O rise Emmanuel's tide. My soul overflow, and I pray the Lord would overflow your soul with blessing and with his presence today. The altar is still a place you can come and pray anytime during the meeting, after the meeting, anytime you'd like. First verse. with me in a word of prayer. Lord, thank you for the miracles you performed when you walked on earth. Thank you for the miracles you perform every day. 
Thank you for the miracles of love that caused you to give your life a ransom for lost sinners like us. Teach me a miracle of love to those I encounter. Again and again, you call to me to serve everyone, to love my, even my enemies, to give even myself away, but I cannot always seem to do it, Lord. So I repent and I ask for more of a pardon and a fresh, full infusion of your loving Holy Spirit who is able to make a servant like you. We pray that you would just be with us and guide us through everything that we do in this coming week. We just pray that you'd uh, give us the strength and wisdom that we need in everything. In Jesus' name, amen. Our vocal benediction is Jesus loves me. This has been the weekly podcast of the Flint Citadel's Morning Worship Experience. We hope you were blessed. Join us again for next week's service. Better yet, join us in person anytime at the Citadel, located in the heart of downtown Flint, at 211 West Bursley Street, where you're always among friends. For more information about the Salvation Army in Flint and our worship times and weekly activities, visit us online at www.flintcitadel.org or call us at area code 810-232-2199. Thanks for listening.